It's the Saturday morning rewatch where we rewatch old cartoons. Hi, Jess. Hi, Kelly. Look at us remembering our names this time. Yay! <laughs> so, as Kelly sang in her song, this is the Saturday morning rewatch where we revisit old cartoons to see how they hold up. We will talk about what we remember, what surprised us, and what's being done with it now. Then we rate it. And this time. We watched Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Woo! <laughs> so I let you know ahead of time that I was drinking. And not a lot. I'm not going crazy. Just a little bit. And I didn't tell you this ahead of time when we were picking topics, specifically because I wanted to tell you here and now. <laughs> okay. My only irrational phobia is of turtles. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Like, I legitimately have an actual, like, this is, I'm drinking so I can talk about it. That's amazing. But I have an actual phobia of turtles and tortoises. It's a lot. Oh my gosh. So this is a hard show for you. <laughs> yes. And it's specifically around their shells. Oh my gosh. So every time in this cartoon, when they said, turtles on the half shell or they discussed hurting their shells or there was one episode where they pulled something out of their yes. I had to like <laughs> I had to literally stop when I was watching and just walk away uh, uh, that might explain why this isn't your favorite cartoon no <laughs> that's really amazing but yeah, so just everybody heads up this is going to be one of those episodes where I'm just going to be a little shouty and that's why. <laughs> that's the best reason I can think of. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so getting back into the way we normally do things, um, I think the first thing that we do is normally we talk about how we felt about it or which portions of it that we watched. And we should probably specify that we watched the original. Yeah. I feel like everybody knows what the Ninja Turtles are, but I. There's so many will versions. Summarize it. <laughs> Um, so the 1987 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ran for 10 seasons until 1996. It was originally created to build a larger audience, uh, than the comic book series had so that they could launch a toy line. Obviously, it turned out, like, incredibly successful, probably more <laughs> successful than anybody imagined it would be. Yeah. Uh, it initially ran on Saturday mornings and then moved to weekday afternoons, and then they added a 60-minute Saturday morning block from 1990 to 1993. Whoa. Yeah, no, the show was on all the time, which is why I remember watching it all the time. <laughs> There's also just so much of it. Like, I remember we had yeah. to talk about which versions we definitely wanted, or yeah. which episodes, rather, we definitely wanted to watch. I mean, when I saw there was 10 seasons, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's on for 10 seasons. <laughs> so, as you probably know, the show features four turtles, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo, who have been mutated into humanoid form, and Splinter, a human ninja... Jutsu Master, who has been mutated into a rat. Splinter trains the turtles, and they spend the series fighting Shredder and various other villains. Mm -hmm. So that is what this show is about. <laughs> yes. And if you have more questions from that summary, that makes two of us. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, like, the concept is absurd. It's so, like, how did they get, like, okay, we know it was crazy goo that got them mutated because that jumps us into kind of the first episode. I know we both watched the original yeah. first episode, but, like, 
it just sort of happens. There's no question about why was there fucking mutant mutagen well, in the Apparently the, the Shredder sewer? put it in the sewer because he wanted... Because the Shredder and Splinter were enemies in Japan. Oh, so it's just I didn't watch enough of yeah. the show to have my question <laughs> I watched, answer. like, at least ten episodes. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I only watched, like, five the more I watched, the happier it was making me, so I just kept going. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Uh, oh. Because I started, like, so I watched the first episode, and I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but then I got to, um, I think I got up to, like, Corbett Raiders from Dimension X and was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> this show was made for me and or made me what I am today. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I mean, it is, it does have, like, even from the little bits that I watch, it does have a lot of tongue-in-cheek moments, you oh, know? Yes. Like, the corporate raiders from Dimension X is kind of just hilarious in terms of the idea of all of the business jokes that yes. they make. So many. <laughs> <laughs> I had no recollection of this being an episode for the Ninja Turtles. No. Like, at all. Which... You know, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was a line, I think, in Usagi Yojimbo, where, like, I think Raphael says, well, he's a rabbit from ancient Japan in an alternate universe, so it totally makes sense that he speaks English. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> yes, I remembered that. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, the tongue-in-cheek lines are really, I think they're what, like, get you through the worst parts of it and keep you around for the actually decent parts so okay not to be super because i'm trying not to be queen shithead what would you <laughs> say outside of the joke was like the worthwhile parts of the show considering you watch so many more episodes than me well i genuinely found it hilarious first of all like a lot of it is just hilarious <laughs> i think the other thing that really kept me going was that especially once you get into the 90s episodes this felt like the quintessential saturday morning cartoon to me mm -hmm. like it's a color-coded set of heroes fighting <laughs> a ridiculous villain who has like crazy take over the world schemes yeah. And I was like, this is what Saturday morning cartoons are <laughs> at their core. That's actually true. Like, in terms of, I didn't think about it that way, but the amount of here's a color-coded team yeah. fighting one grandiose villain who never quite seems to make it but continues anyway. Keeps trying. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> which, why? But all right, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're just like, I I mean, I read, I think on the Wikipedia page or somewhere that, like, mm -hmm. they take the Shredder out of the cartoon really late in the series because they're like, look, he's been defeated so many times, why is he even still here? And they yeah. replaced him with Lord Dreg. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so. Because he's at the end, isn't he? Yeah, he was in the last, I think the last episode is the only one I saw that had him in it. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I was like, well, that's an interesting twist where they're like, oh, this guy, is, he's lost so many times, we just can't keep making episodes <laughs> about him. <laughs> also, I forgot about the villain that is essentially a brain that lives in I someone's know. stomach. As soon as I saw him, I remembered. Craig? Craig? Craig. Craig, there we go. Yeah, I watched this. I did, I promise. But, like, it also freaked me out the amount of people that were handling him. I'm like, that is a brain. <laughs> And you just tied him on a string? <laughs> yeah, they just carry what? him around. 
And it's it's so weird because I don't get me wrong, I love me some absurdity. You know this. I do. <laughs> it's kind of my jam, but there's something about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that just goes too far, not far enough. I don't know, but like every time I was watching an episode, I was just like, Ugh, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. What is even happening? Which guy is that? Uh and it's like, first of all, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, there was... I think that what started to get me the more of them that I watched was I noticed that they started to reference other science fiction. Mm-hmm. There was a scene where Shredder did the It's Alive! It's Alive! from Frankenstein, and I was super <laughs> happy. And then at one point, Krang says, Now you shall taste the wrath of Krang? And Michelangelo says, Is that a movie? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> What? What is happening? The turtles at one point rented a movie called mm-hmm. The Radioactive Salamander That Nibbled New York. <laughs> and I was like, the people who made this show love the same terrible science fiction movies that I love. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, because I did notice there were some things like that that were great. I yeah. also loved their fictional New Yorkers, because I'm assuming this is meant <laughs> to be set in New York. Yeah, it's in New York. <laughs> the first time they come up from the sewers and there's a grandma with a fucking Tommy oh, gun. Yes. <laughs> Like that, I was kind of like, okay, cool. This this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the things I was texting Julia about was that uh, the New York that they set this in is mm-hmm. trash. It's like yeah. 1970s New York City. Yeah. And I guess that even gets to the very pure premise of it, too, of like, it was in a time where, yeah, of course you could just get your hands on some nuclear waste. Or, right. yeah, of course somebody <laughs> would just come from a foreign land and not be able to afford New York City rent and live in the sewers. Like, <laughs> sure, all these things seem infinitely reasonable in this time period. <laughs> No, I know. <laughs> the opening there with Splinter, where they're like, he moved mm-hmm. to the sewer. And you're like, why is that the choice you made? <laughs> also, that he's like, okay, so you leave Japan in disgrace, and your first thought is New York in the sewer. <laughs> in the sewer. Okay. <laughs> okay, man. Like, whoa. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, I think in the first or second episode, April O'Neil says on the news, like, of course, New York is used to, like, terrible crime, but this crime was even shocking to city people. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. I also thought it was interesting, some of the parallels to, like, other comic book stories. Like, in Get Shredder, you had kind of the head of the TV station, and he was just shouting and going crazy, and the turtles are a menace, and I was like... Yes. This sounds exactly like J. Jonah Jameson. Like, exactly. What are you doing? Like, yeah, I was like, if they didn't rip that off, then I don't know where they got it from. Mm-hmm. Also, I feel like every episode that I took notes on, I have, I have literally like, oh, so jackets just cover a whole turtle. Doesn't everyone see them? And then I have another one. It's like I feel like literally everyone knows about them now. Like, <laughs> I know their disguises are hilariously <laughs> terrible. You know, like, just, one was just leather jacket. Like you have green skin and like three fingers. You're telling me no one notices this? <laughs> and, it was, and I was watching. I was like, just leather jackets? <laughs> no pants? No top? Not even hats this time? Oh, they did have sneakers. But I was oh, thinking. they did have sneakers. That's yeah. funny. I was thinking that um, the Shredder's two minions mm-hmm. wear clothes. They wear pants mm-hmm. and shirts and shoes all the time. Yeah. But the turtles are generally naked. Exactly. And I'm, I'm just kind of like, what? 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's a thing when you have, like, animal cartoons that they mm-hmm. can just not wear. They can wear parts of clothes or no clothes, and it's fine. <laughs> it's like Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Like, Mickey has always had shorts but no shirt, and Minnie has always, like, began life with a dress but no top. Which, What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know why that's acceptable. <laughs> I, I don't know either. I'm like, either everybody obey the same rules or nobody obey any rules. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're, why wear part of clothes? Just wear no clothes or all the clothes. Don't, you, can't, you can't just pick one piece to wear. <laughs> yeah, don't be in between. But so, like, there, there were little things like that that kind of, like, rage delighted me. Like, where... <laughs> Like, I was still like, oh, my God, this fucking show, but leather jackets. Okay. I know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> also, everything about April O'Neil, like, just in general, I forgot that she's pure, like, spitfire ridiculousness. Yeah. She was fun. The news office scenes were just weird and fascinating because mm-hmm. there was, like, some serious, like, mockery of the patriarchy going on. Mm-hmm. And she says she says some really weird lines sometimes. I wrote one of them down because I was like, what? <laughs> she said, I'll get a news crew together even if I have to tie them up and brand them. What? <laughs> like, what does I, that mean? <laughs> I like also she declares a lot of what she's doing. Like when she first meets the turtles and she faints and then wakes up and Splinter's giving her tea. And she just loudly says, I can't handle this and faints again. <laughs> <laughs> Like, all yeah. right, fair. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's pretty great. Yeah. Also, her yellow jumpsuit with a million and one pockets. I kind of just want that. Like, I kind of do, too. Like, it's a strange combination of appalled horror and fascination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it doesn't seem very fashionable, but it seems very functional while also giving you the whole, like, look, this is the form of a lady, but she's still completely covered. Completely like, covered. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting compromise of an outfit. Yeah, it was. It was very <laughs> interesting. Yeah. And I enjoy that she still does the thing that you have, like, every reporter in cartoons doing, but to different extents, that she's just like, I'm getting my fucking story. Like, it's happening. Yes. Yeah, her, like, refrain is the things I have to do to get a story. <laughs> exactly. And she al- they always show her on TV with a story versus, like, sometimes you have characters like Lois Lane and they're like, hmm... Well, I won't print this because we're friends, wink, wink. Or you have, like, other reporters that are like, well, I won't do this because you need your anonymity. No, April O'Neil is like, there was a story here. I'm going to tell it. I'm just going to say some local heroes helped me. That's it. Like, she's still like, no, I have a job. (laughs) Yeah, this is my job. Yeah, that's her only real... Like, she likes the turtles and she helps the turtles, but she's always in it for the story. (laughs) Yeah, like, that's what she always does, which is kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah, it was, uh, she's a really fascinating character. To be fair, so many of them are, and just their moments were like, I was just watching this, and I was like, why is this happening? But okay, I guess that's pretty <laughs> consistent with who you've been so far. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I did think that this show was like a serious primer for our generation and Japanese anime. Yes. Because it's, I mean, the Splinter and the Shredder are both Japanese characters. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, in the first episode, there's sushi. And I was like, this show, man, this set us up so hard. Well, even just with the episode of, um, oh, I'm going to butcher this name, but Usagi Yojimbo. Like, yeah. the idea that he is a classic manga character. And they were just like, 
Put him in the fucking show. <laughs> Let's do a crossover. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. I was really surprised by, like, the extent to which they actually pulled in, like, Japanese influence. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, that explains yeah. a lot about why it was so easy for all of us to switch right over into Sailor Moon and the rest. <laughs> yeah, and they, they do feel kind of like they're coming from the same canon in that it's a 20-minute episode. It's a co- like, even Sailor Moon, they're color-coded heroes. They have different personality pieces, but they're fighting evil, and they yeah. have some kind of, like, overarching, like, need and goal and that sort of thing. But also this level of, like, and I hate to say it because it seems kind of silly but like honor versus dishonor and who's a dishonorable hero and like or a dishonorable villain like that's still there like the idea that even shredder was dismissed from his ninja clan because he was dishonorable to a higher member of it which you know all that kind of stuff then it's you're like you said it's that pure primer for a little kid to go oh i totally get this yeah yeah, like really early on. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we're all set up for it. Yeah. Which I just hadn't, like, I totally blocked out all those memories. I, like, it, it never occurred to me until I started watching it again. And I was like, oh, oh, this, <laughs> this is what happened. I see now. Yeah. And so as a kid, did you watch a lot of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? I think we watched it all the time. Like, I don't, yeah. it was, it's one of those things where it's like, I don't remember specific episodes, but I know that it was on TV constantly uh and we had magnets on the fridge and we had cereal bowls that were turtles and i'm pretty sure somebody dressed up as a turtle for halloween i mean we had a video game at some point <laughs> wow you guys truly bought into the turtle oh the yeah turtle, like, we did lifestyle i guess yeah <laughs> i think it was probably i think it was easy for my brother and i to both like it mm-hmm. that makes sense i think that's where the color coding comes in really handy because you can be like well i'm the purple one and they mm-hmm. can be like, well, I'm the blue one. And you're like, cool. <laughs> yeah. And there's enough heroes to go around. Like, you can you can be all of these. Plus, then you also have uh, Casey Jones, which... Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like I forgot that they made him extremely Cro-Magnum kind of thing. <laughs> I actually remembered him better from the, the live-action movie mm. than the cartoon. So when I heard his voice in the cartoon, I was just like, what? <laughs> What is happening, and why are your lines so hilarious? (laughs) His lines in the Corporate Raiders from Dimension X were kind of great. Like, just in general, his entire presence and how he moved up the ladder by being terrible (laughs) was just... That was another moment where I was like, hmm, all right. (laughs) They were like, wow, you're so violent. Would you like a promotion? And I was like, that's not subtle at all. No. Very straightforward there. Also, I remember watching it and being like, you're going to keep your mask on? Like, it's yeah, that's fine? Yeah. I was like, you put him in a suit, but he's still wearing the hockey mask. Yeah, also that they called him, that the turtles contacted him by calling in a hot tip that someone was going to destroy the venting. <laughs> yeah. They're like, I know what out. will flush out Casey Jones. <laughs> Like, this whole, everybody in this show, it feels like this weird, ragtag, almost dirty network of people. (laughs) Yeah. But it works. Like, it works really well for their, for their brand, for their aesthetic, for like all of it. And it it works for the show. But like, I think for me as a kid, I remember it being the show I was annoyed about being on all the time. And even before, like, because there, there's the level of pre-turtle phobia and post-turtle phobia. <laughs> Was there an incident? <laughs> yes. Okay. This, this phobia is irrational, but it happened because of an incident, which is gross, and maybe I will tell it some other time, so I'm trying to focus. 
That is okay. But even before, like, I, I had hit this point where I couldn't, like, look at Turtles, I was like, the show is dumb and beneath me. I'm gonna go watch Powerpuff Girls. Which, oh my gosh. Okay, no. Like, you can't. <laughs> That's you can't so claim one is better, but I know in my child brain, and yes, the show was on long enough for Powerpuff Girls to be a thing, but I think even before that, it was like, I will go watch the Disney Princess Power Hour. I will literally watch anything other than this. Like, I remember being angry when it was on. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. Was there anything, like, super nostalgic that surprised you? Like, that you were like, oh, I do remember this, but I didn't quite know that it was associated with this. One thing that I was fascinated about was uh, the use of the word dude. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, like, so I remember that, like, Michelangelo says dude constantly mm-hmm. and that he's got, like, the surfer accents. Mm-hmm. But when I watched it again, I was like, oh, my God, this is why I say dude all the time. <laughs> because from birth, <laughs> I was yeah. inundated with this propaganda. <laughs> Turtle power. <laughs> Turtle power. Dude. <laughs> like, it was inevitable. So there's a, yeah. there was a lot of stuff where I was like, this is why I do this, and this is why I like the things that I like, or at least, you know, this was influential mm-hmm. um, in ways, because it started in 1987, so yeah. it's on for the first, like, nine years of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I was like, it's unavoidable. It's unavoidable that yeah. this show influenced everything. <laughs> I will say it does feel like a culture time capsule. Like, not just dude, but, like, radical and, yeah. like, things like, you know, how you'd be like, don't get your panties in a bush. Like, even just, they didn't say that, but, like, that, that manner They say of a speaking. lot of things where you're like, that's not a thing we say anymore. Yeah. <laughs> it really is just, like, it's clearly timed, like, the way that it works. And it's interesting, I think. That in any of the reboots that I've even seen ads for, you know, at some point the turtles always say dude. They always say radical. <laughs> they always have something to do with shells, too. <laughs> always, always have something to do with shells. Like, instead of get off my back, it's like, get off my shell, man. <laughs> like, just all the time. <laughs> it's true. That is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of words that they say, that they use in the show sometimes that we don't really say anymore, some of the words were, like, derogative names for other people. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, we, that is not a thing you can put in a children's show anymore. Yeah. Uh, in the first episode, April calls the other news reporters sissies. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yep. oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I was like, we don't, we don't say that anymore. But I was like, it was 30 years ago, different time. <laughs> different yeah. Time. Also, there's just, there's a taste, well, not taste level, but I guess, you know, this is where people would claim PC culture has ruined everything. But like when they went to a joint that was like supposed to be a ninja pizza place, and everybody was wearing masks, and they kind of just kept going like, oh, and then they like threw the check with a morning star. And I was just like, is this vaguely racist? Like, I can't, I can't decide if this is or isn't right now. Like, all of this, like, the entirety of this. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's really, I was like, okay, okay, I think that this is just 30 years ago, and it's yeah. not what I expect from cartoons, but yeah. there were, there were a few things where I was like, yeah, okay, our language has definitely changed, mm-hmm. and our presentations of certain people have definitely changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It wasn't, I mean, obviously, I don't think they were doing anything, like, really overtly awful. It was no. just some little things where I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> 
But I think that might be true in a lot of the things we're going to watch eventually anyway. Because, like, you think about it, and I don't think Ren and Stimpy could ever be produced for children today. I didn't (laughs) understand that show when it was on TV. Oh, man. I was not. If you thought my dislike of TMNT (laughs) was a thing, like, Ren and Stimpy, I was like, I will fight you about how bad this show is. Oh, good. Maybe we should watch that because I feel the same way. Yeah, okay, you heard it here, folks. That's never going to be one of our shows. (laughs) But even things like, all right, so it wasn't super, I don't know if it was commercially successfully, but like Cow and Chicken on Cartoon Network. Oh, I did watch that for a while. Yeah, the theme song to that is Mama Had a Chicken, Mama Had a Cow, Dad Was Proud, He Didn't Care How. Yeah, I remember that. (laughs) In the opening of the show, they're like, maybe bestiality? Like, what? It's true. <laughs> so I think that's a thing, just like, is it as taste change, like, what is presentable to children will continually change. But I think that from all of those things, and from multiple conversations I've had tons of times about different media, like books and movies and everything, you can kind of guarantee that anything super terrible will kind of go over a kid's head. Yeah. Because it's like you just said, we picked up culture more than we did oh it's acceptable to call someone a sissy or that all you know asian people are ninjas or (laughs) the show does mislead you somewhat in that respect oh god yes (laughs) because literally everyone they meet is fucking ninjas (laughs) yeah so there's that yeah, I think that's true. I mean, a lot of things went over my head when I was little. I was just like, mm-hmm. I just didn't even notice it at all until you go back later and you're like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that was there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you absorb a lot of things subconsciously, but I think you'd have to, like, you'd have to say sissy more than one time. Like, if, if they said sissy as many times as they said dude, you'd be mm-hmm. like, okay, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, most of the stuff that's terrible is kind of just an offhanded moment. It's not, like, reinforced by the show. Right. You know, like, there's no punishment for the camera crew that runs away. Like, they're fine and they show up later and it's not like she's constantly going, you fucking sissy, boy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Despite her continuous frustration with them, oh, she yeah. does not continue to call them terrible names. No. <laughs> and I mean, I think her frustration is a little valid because they leave uh, her they more than once. They do leave a woman alone in the bad part of town with these two guys coming up at her. And that's the thing. Like, she's being obviously threatened. Like, they have bats and chains and are coming and I they know. say... We've got a message for you. And the crew says, um, I think I left my oven on. Yeah, they literally do abandon her. So, you know what? Fair enough. Yeah, so I'm like, you know what? You can probably call them a name or two. Maybe just something a little bit more socially acceptable. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, uh, it's fair enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that whole opening scene, I was just like, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> right? And then she runs into the sewer to get away from them. Which, okay, that is one of those other things where I was like, hold the fuck up. (laughs) Like, you've got me with your weird mutated turtles. You've got me with your terrible New York. All those things. Sure, that's fine. I would never, first of all, think to seek safety in the sewers. Second of all, aren't those grates, like, not big enough to get into? I was impressed that she managed to get down in there. Yeah. But, to be fair, that could also be something that happened maybe after this show. Like, could you imagine if this show was first released and then you had all these kids going into the sewers? Oh my god. And the government was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) 
it's a fair have point. to do something about this. Yeah. Now I kind of want to look that up and see if it's a thing. Oh my gosh. <laughs> when did they put grates over the trains? Mm-hmm. That is actually really funny. Yeah. I mean, it's possible because, like, my neighborhood has, like, my parents' neighborhood has drains that are that size, but they're not graded, and mm-hmm. we definitely went in them as children. Yeah. See, <laughs> I, I would never. Like, you could no. even kid me, who is probably much more rough and tumble than adult me is now, would be invited to go in the sewers, and I would be like, that's where poop goes, no thanks. <laughs> I know. Well, it's true that, like, no rational adult human would be like, I'm going to go in the sewer. (laughs) But a child might think that. If they're running away from something scary, a child might run into a sewer. Yeah. And, I mean, you got to get them involved somehow. So, sure, April O'Neil just slips in there for once. I did think it was interesting that prior to April finding the turtles, they were apparently not doing anything except (laughs) learning how to be ninjas. Yeah. They're like, like they have TV, but they're otherwise relatively unaware. Like they've never gone up on the surface. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that uh, Splinter seemed to be content to be like, "All right, well, you are teenagers, so I have to give you something to do, which is going to be this ninja training." But at the same time, I came here in disgrace to live this comfortable life, and I'm not going to stop doing that until I have to. <laughs> he is so chill. He really Splinter is. is amazing. There's no anger. He, even though like this terrible stuff has happened to him, he's just like, it's fine. Yeah. I am totally fine with my life. And he doesn't like want a ton of like he was like, yeah, all right, it would be cool if I could not be a rat. But it's not like I feel like in any other show he'd be kind of like, I have now dedicated my life to revenge <laughs> right. against my enemy who has taken my place and even now taken my form. You know, like <laughs> right. he literally was like, oh man, that guy one up to me sucks gonna go live in the sewers with my art books and make friends with the creatures there yeah oh no i've mutated because i tried to save my weird little baby turtle <laughs> i guess this is fine like <laughs> that's fine because now the turtles are like my friends and i can talk to yeah them. <laughs> and i can i can teach them i can open another foot school which also yeah. why was his ninja clan named foot that's not a very good name. No, this doesn't even <laughs> sound like vaguely anything. Like, make it, you could have been like, it's the Yoshido school. Like, you, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. know. You know no, what? Foot. Find out what the word for food is in Japanese and use that word. Yeah. <laughs> no, they literally just said, it's the foot clan. Yeah. <laughs> Repeatedly. <laughs> oh, that's what they always, that's what it is. <laughs> like, okay, Which, I guess. Okay, I guess you're consistent, but also, why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I did did make a list of the vehicles and contraptions that I noticed the turtles possess. How? Where do they keep them? I mean, yes, okay, you know what? Okay, I got really curious when the blimp showed up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The van was vaguely acceptable, Mm -hmm. despite not knowing how they get it in and out of a sewer or where they keep it. But then the blimp came, and I was like, what? (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Uh, Donatello seems to have built it. Where does he get his parts where from? He, and I don't also, know. in the Get Shredder episode that we watched, they go to the World's Fair to steal tech? Like, from 1964. I was gonna say, like, are we time traveling? They don't even time travel. <laughs> like, what are you gonna find there, my guys? But, like, everybody has these convoluted pieces of equipment, and I just wanna be like, how? <laughs> Where are you getting it? Yeah, yeah. The turtles also have a ton of uh, computer equipment. Yes. 
They have a plutonium-powered flying car mm-hmm. that doesn't actually work. <laughs> like, they flew in it for, like, a minute, and, a, and like, it crashed. Like Oh, sure. That's realistic. <laughs> you know, and then they were like, <laughs> Dante was like, well, it's out of fuel. And uh, Raphael was like, what kind of fuel does it take? And he was like, well, plutonium. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why is that the answer? Just oh, so- my gosh. <laughs> I guess maybe in that day and age, you literally could just flush anything. <laughs> I guess. I was like, yeah. So they just had access to everything. And then Donatello literally built a portal to other dimensions. Yes, he did. Yeah. That's how Usagi showed up. Yes. At first, I was like, maybe they stole it from Krang <laughs> and the Shredder. But no, no. Donatello built it by hand. <laughs> and for what? Like, he just had it. And just... <sighs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous, guys. Even just, for me, the walkie-talkies. Like, Aww, the cell phones. Just, I mean, they're cute, and again, knowing that this was made in order to sell toys, A+, plus, like, well done. Because I know my cousin had the pizza, like, he had the car, the van that they have, and it shot, like, little plastic pizzas. Oh, I think I remember that. Yeah, like, I remember Maybe we had, had one of those. yeah. And I think he had a couple other things, too. And that also led me circling back for a quick second. Is I think why I never had to like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because I had sisters. And we didn't have, like, a stereotypical... I mean, not that we didn't watch any and everything. But, like, I didn't have a brother or, like, a stereotypical boy present that was like, I want to show about fighting, you know? That's so funny. That's an interesting point. Because Brian and I watched a lot of Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles shows with groups of heroes fighting. Yeah. (laughs) And I get that, like, and especially, like you said, it's something that both of you could watch and you could compromise on. And, like, for me and my sisters, our compromise shows were, like, Animal Planet. (laughs) We did watch plenty plenty of Discovery Channel. Oh, yeah. Wild animal shows. Yeah, and that's not to say that somehow Animal Planet is better than Teenage Mutant Turtles. That's not what I mean at all, like, for people listening. I literally just mean that, like, when we fought over what was on TV, it was like, well, let's just go watch Animal Planet versus (laughs) it being like, well, Power Rangers or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on and we both can like that, you know? Yeah, we didn't fight about a lot of TV, but I think it was just sort of, like, inherent that we would choose television that both of us wanted to watch. That's kind of sweet. I I don't think we did it on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we're just kind of like... (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah, so that may be, that may have had a lot to do with it. Yeah. Like, this is a thing that we can both like. Because he wasn't that into My Little Ponies, and I was not that into NASCAR. So. Oh, that's fair. I mean, I wouldn't have been down for either of those things, except my dad really <laughs> liked watching the videos where they compiled the crashes. Oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you met my dad. Like. <laughs> It's like the uh, it's like the football videos where they compile all of the touchdowns, and you're mm-hmm. like, well, that was really exciting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, I just want the exciting parts. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to derail us talking about the vehicles, because it is, oh, no. it's a show that goes a lot of places. Like, you think, oh, they just, they're in the city, but they, they go to different dimensions. They bring other creatures from dimensions to them. They go to, like, the outskirts of different cities, and it's just, it's a lot. Like, they do a lot. 
I do a lot. I have a lot of time to do a lot. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Which I was also like, if they're teenagers, why have they never had to have jobs? But I guess they also live in the sewer. Well, I think it's funny because out of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle part, the teenage part makes the least sense. <laughs> This is actually true because, okay, with the logic of the mutagen, it was whatever you had touched last before you touched the mutagen goop was yeah. what you became. Which, okay, cool. That's why Shredder <laughs> became a human rat because he had touched rats last. But Shredder had touched them, I'm the turtles. Yeah. I'm sorry, Splinter. Jeez, I'm fucking that up. My bad. <laughs> so not Shredder, Splinter. Splinter had touched rats last. But then Splinter touched the turtles first in order to get the, the mutagen goo off them. So they became human. But was his humanity spread across all four of them? And that's how they became teenagers? Know. I don't know. I was like, are the turtles teenage turtles? Does yeah. that, is that a thing? I don't, I mean, I, I don't guess. know. <laughs> There's no explanation for, for a that. Long time, so maybe they were teenagers? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like, obviously they're mutants. Mm-hmm. Obviously they're taught to be ninjas, and obviously they're turtles, but yes. why are they teenagers? I feel like someone in a boardroom was like, no, it has to be 40s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, okay, I guess. I don't know what's going on here. I mean, it's also fine, because it works out, but it, it does. I don't know. <laughs> it, yeah, well, nothing they do seems, like, inherently teenager-like, except they really like pizza and they yeah. eat it all the time, but otherwise you're like, well, you could just be young adults I don't yeah because I'm an adult and I wonder if it was also to make it more appealing because it's, it's one of the few times where something being a teenager is not marketed to other teens it was marketed to like tweens and below I guess it's true that like kids shows often feature teenagers as the cool people because mm-hmm. small children are the only people who think teenagers are cool <laughs> yes and it just seems so far away I mean when you're five nine 19 sounds like eons yeah. away, so I get yeah. that. So maybe that's, they were like, well, let's just make them like in an age group that's relevant to children. I guess. I don't know, but sure. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't even think of them as teenagers, except no. that it's in the name. <laughs> it just says it. It just says it in the beginning. Like, if yeah. they took that out, you would just be like, oh, it's turtles. That's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but like... <laughs> I'm sorry, I ran out of cider. <laughs> no, it doesn't make well like uh our our friend Liz has mm-hmm. never seen the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because really? she spent part of her childhood in the Netherlands. Oh. So like she missed out on this entirely and doesn't understand and I'm like, I don't think you should ever watch it because I think no. if you didn't watch it as a child, it's gonna be too weird. Yeah, it would be kind of terrible. Like even watching it without a ton of connection, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, I remember this. Okay, that's fine. But like yeah. I mean, there are episodes, like, I watched um, The Case of the Killer Pizzas, and it was so bad. (laughs) It's so bad. It's so weird. You're just like, what? (laughs) Okay. But that reminds me. Why are all of their pizza flavors terrible? They're the worst. Like, so, like at one point, somebody had, like, peanut butter and pineapple, and I was like, no. They're always like, you had peanut butter and jelly on your pizza last night. Yeah. And I was like, they make really weird pizza flavors, and I don't, I think someone was like, let's just make a list of the worst things you can put on pizza. <laughs> they had, like, a whipped cream pizza at one point, <laughs> and, like, a spaghetti pizza, which I'm like, that's just double the same thing. Like, <laughs> 
just carbs and sauce and cheese twice. That's a fair point. I feel like they kind of treated the pizza jokes like fart jokes. Like it's just, (laughs) you're just going to have some gross pizzas in there. It's just gross pizza, yeah. Uh, It gets like worse and worse as you go because they get more creative. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think they're just like, it's one of those things that you do in a kid's show where you just throw in jokes. Yeah, and just this is one of those random jokes where a kid at home can go, ew, but also laugh delightedly, you know? Yeah, yes, exactly. And that is how I felt. (laughs) I felt (laughs) like a child. Like, I did this is of, so funny. I did feel very petulant, so I think it did put me in a childhood mindset too. There you go. Yeah. I was like, just calm down, but also gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what they wanted. Uh, did you have any other thoughts and feelings? I mean, did we both watch the finale, Divide and Conquer? Yeah. So I have to give it to them, though. It was a finale that had a very kind of nice moment without being over the top. Like, it wasn't, nobody died, nobody had serious emotional distress. It was literally just Splinter kind of being like, you are no longer teenage mutant ninja turtles. You're like adult ninjas now. Yeah, you've completed your, you know, training and everything. Yeah. I did think that was really nice. And I think that, like, with no one dying, I felt like the lightness of the whole series was something that I really appreciate. Yeah. Because uh, I was reading about, like, the comic that it's based on is a lot darker. Oh. And some of the later incarnations have been darker, although still child-appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I think that it's just really nice to have something that's just fun. Like, yeah. they're not trying to be super dark and serious. They, no. It's just funny. <laughs> and it's not even, like, shred... I'm sorry. It's not even, like, splinter leaves. Like, he's just sort of like, good job. Yeah. And I guess you want pizza. (laughs) Stay there and eat pizza, I guess. Keep eating. So that was was kind of nice. (laughs) It's nice that way. It is a nice ending. Yeah. It's nice that a cartoon gets to have a conclusion. Mm -hmm. That isn't terrible. And they just, they've defeated a lot of stuff and they're just doing okay. And that's like, I can respect that. That's okay. You know? (laughs) (laughs) It did work. It was nice. What about you? I think that I talked a lot. I think I pretty much said everything that I okay. Was well, I guess that takes us to like what's being done with it now. I mean, it's been rebooted what a couple times. I made a list. If you would like, yeah, uh, it's well, pretty it's much constantly on television. It's had several comic book runs since the original. There was a live action series in 1997 to 98. Mm-hmm. There have been three more animated series. Uh, one that ran 2003 to 2009, 2012 to 2017, and there's one starting in 2018. Jeez. Uh, there have been six movies, uh, a ridiculous number of video games, and an unimaginable amount of toys and merch. <laughs> so, so I guess they the, like the people who started this have definitely met their original goal. Yeah, I think that probably everyone involved was very surprised. Yeah, because like the first episode to me just felt like a joke, a lot like a joke. Yeah, you're like, no one's taking this seriously. No one expects this to go anywhere. And then by like season three, you're like, oh, somebody's thinking about this now. Mm-hmm. And then clearly, someone eventually was like, oh my god, this is making money. Yeah. <laughs> like I guess we should watch this. <laughs> Yeah, it's so weird. Um, who knows what those weird kids are going to like. Yeah, like I guess it's still... D- and you know what, though? I gotta admire the consistency that those kids still seem to really like turtles. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, turtles that do... That are ninjas. Like, that's, that's cool. It irks 
for some bizarre reason. I, I mean, I give it to them, though, because, like, if it were any other animal, I think I'd be all about it. And this is oh, the part so where funny. I'm, like, really honest about it, that it's just because there's turtles. turtles. <laughs> I think that it, it really proves that, like, kids are pretty willing to go with things. Mm-hmm. You know, like, as long as you've made it fun and colorful and it's something that they can relate to, like we said with the color coding, they can reenact it easily among their friends. They're going to go with it. They don't care yeah. how weird it is. It's not weird to them because they're six or whatever. Yeah, they're just like, oh, this is fine. <laughs> yeah. And so it doesn't even seem that weird to us because it's been there our whole life. <laughs> yeah. Although I will say, could they please stop doing the highly digital stylized, like, Michael Bay versions? Oh my gosh, seriously. Let me tell you (laughs) an honest thing. The closer they get to real turtles, the less I can actively handle them. And that ad where they're like going down a waterfall and one grabs the other by its ass. I think they really entered an uncanny valley with (sighs) the digital turtles that they, it's really not good. Like the live action early movies where it's just like people in a costume. Yeah. It's fine because they just look like, they look like solid objects, but they don't look like real turtles yeah. or people. Then it's fine. I still couldn't quite handle them, but it wasn't like nightmare fuel. Like <laughs> no. no, the new stuff I think is weird, even if you don't have yeah. a turtle phobia. You're just like, what? And also Michael Bay, so it's terrible. And yeah. No and one it's likes all that. muddy and gross. And like, at the time that ad was airing, we were considering quitting cable. And that's honestly what pushed me over. <laughs> You're just like, well, you gotta get away from <laughs> I was like, I can't watch one more of these fucking ads. <laughs> that's that's rough. <laughs> we need to let go of Gable because of this commercial. <laughs> that's fair. Fair enough. Okay. Fair enough. So I guess that gets, brings us to the end. Did we star stuff last time? Um. Yeah, I think we did a one through five stars. Yeah. Okay. So to be perfectly honest, I would give the turtles three stars. I mean, of course, subtract two because kid me was a shit and was like, this is too stupid. And adult me is like, oh, God, turtle. But (laughs) (laughs) it's kind it's actually like solidly dumb fun if you can get past both of those things. And I think it's actually super valid around the idea of how much this was formative for so many people our age and even younger. And like, you got to give it to them. It's still going fucking strong. <laughs> it is. It really is. Um, I think I'm going to go with a four. Uh-huh. Four stars. Uh, because it is really funny. It's stupid, but it's funny. And sometimes <laughs> they actually have like a, like a solid episode where you're like, that was amazing. Like, I mean, it's nothing crazy, like revelatory, but it's quality. You're like, that was a good cartoon. Good job. Thank you. And uh, yeah, they've managed that. That one was 10 seasons and they're still going strong. So congratulations, Teenage Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like, good job. You guys are still doing it, I guess, on the half shell and everything. (laughs) Turtle power. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) This show is produced by us, Kelly and Jess, as part of the Adjective Sphinx Network. The music we used was sung by me and can only be found here. And you can find links to any info we used in the show in the show notes. Find us and our sibling shows on Twitter at AdjectiveSphinx or email us at AdjectiveSphinx at gmail.com. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it on iTunes and leave a review. Thanks for listening.